Howdy! And welcome back to our fourth and final segment on eating around the holidays. This week, we are joined once again by Hannah Moore to talk about how can I practice food safety around the holidays? Welcome back to our fourth and final installment of our four-part series, um, talking about kind of eating around the holidays and um, just kind of things to keep in mind as we enter this holiday season that is notorious, maybe not notoriously, but for some, but that is famously known for having a lot of food at the table and a lot of kind of situations where food is always present. So, you know, we've talked about everything from having a mindful approach when you, um, you know, are faced with a lot of food options, making sure you're eating, you know, healthy amount of portions and uh, getting a little bit of everything from all the food groups. Uh, but this week we're talking about something a little more different, kind of changing gears a bit to really talk about the actual food and kind of the preparation of it and things that are super important to keep in mind around, um, not only around just the holiday season, but kind of every time you um, are cooking food in your kitchen or whatever it may be. Um, obviously the biggest thing is obviously as we talk about food safety today um health i think is on the top of everyone's minds this holiday season and um you know as we've alluded to in previous episodes that plans may be changing you may be having a more smaller more intimate gathering than you're used to um so as you're being mindful about you know covid practices and such there are you know things that we have to keep in mind too even when we're preparing our food to make sure that we're staying safe and staying healthy um, and preventing any other additional illness um, throughout throughout the holiday season. So, um, so I'll go ahead and just turn it over to you, Hannah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today again. Um, it's been a real treat having you on this past couple of weeks. Uh, so, what can you tell us about food safety? Well, like you said, food safety is important, um, <laughs> and it's not hard. But you know, by just doing a few simple things, you can avoid. <laughs> you know, potential foodborne illnesses that, you know, you really don't want to deal with, especially during this time where um, getting sick is, seems to be a little bit more stressful than it has in past times. Um, but yeah, it's, it's quite, you know, there, there's um, simple ways to, to make sure you're, you're having a food safe holiday. And, you know, that kind of starts with, if you want to start from the very beginning, you can think about, you know, washing your hands before you actually start preparing food, mm-hmm. washing the surfaces that you're preparing the food on, um, washing your fruits and vegetables, um, you know, simple things like that to make sure, you know, those obvious places where there might be bacteria or germs on, just, just clean those real quick and easy. <laughs> and then just make sure after, once you start getting into the preparing part, um, then you want to start thinking about like, okay, what's, where's my ready to eat foods? And I want to keep those away from the raw meats and the raw eggs and anything like that. Um, keeping those two types of foods away from each other will help also reduce uh, any spreading of bacteria, um, often referred to as cross-contaminating <laughs> a good another good way to avoid anything any bacteria growth that can make you sick 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it seems like that's kind of the, uh, you know, as we were talking about earlier, the reoccurring theme is just being really kind of diligent and intentional about these practices because it's easy to, um, oh, this kind of looks clean, but not actually like, you just kind of wipe like a hand towel over it rather than actually like sanitize it. Same thing goes when washing our hands of it's quick to, okay, like I'm running my hands under the faucet for three seconds, you know, just like the top of my hand or the, you know, the palm of my hands are getting washed, but not actually, you know, finding like a soap that has like an antibacterial kind of component that's like, you know, washing and rinsing for, you know, 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so just being, I think, really diligent about the, these things that most of us, I think are already doing, but really just making sure that it's, that it's happening. So, so you talked about yeah. a little cross-contamination. What about when it comes to maybe in prepping the food, but what about when it comes to um, the actual cooking side of things? What are some things to keep in mind? Well, you want to make sure that you keep hot foods or you want to cook foods to the right temperature and you want mm-hmm. to keep cold foods cold before serving. So you might hear a lot like keep hot foods hot and cold foods cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah, you can... It's pretty easy to find, you know, all the standard temperatures for like how, what temperature should you cook your ham or your turkey to, what temperature should you cook the mashed potatoes to, you know, it's pretty easy to find that information, um, Mm -hmm. but it's a great way to, again, just get it above the temperature where uh, bacteria doesn't really grow, at least not at at the speed that could make you sick. So that's, when you're picking, that's definitely kind of the first, the main thing you want to make sure before you serve it. So is it at the right temperature? Right, that temperature right. zone, so it's what you hear a lot with talking about food safety is the temperature danger zone. And that's 40 degrees to 140 degrees. So, and that's kind of, that's really more with like, once the food is cooked, you want to make, you want to keep it out of that range as much as possible. Gotcha. So that would like involve, say you're mixing a side or something that's meant to be chilled, but you still have like a ton of other things to do. So you just like leave it out on the counter instead of putting it back in the fridge before it's served. So that would be kind of an example of that. Yeah. You want to keep that cold as much as you can before, um, before it's ready to serve. Gotcha. Very, very important. Good to know. Um, so, so, no, I think this is really helpful. Um, a, I think maybe carving out enough space in, in the fridge or in the you know right. oven to make sure that things have a spot before they land on the table is important. What about, um, okay, so you've eaten this wonderful meal and you're nice and stuffed. And um, then, okay, so, you know, maybe take a nap, watch, you know, some football, maybe go throw the football around because, you know, physical activity uh, in the backyard. Uh, so you come back in, you're ready for kind of like a, a, a late night snack of you know, making that t- turkey into a turkey sandwich. What are some things when it comes to some ideas when it comes to leftovers? Why is it so important that we are just as intentional about, about kind of reheating those leftovers as it is um, when we're cooking them for the first time? Yes, great question. I think Thanksgiving leftovers are a beloved yeah. thing when it comes to the holidays. So you want to make sure that those foods are food safe. And um, 
Some easy tips to keep in mind is, well, first off, you wanna make sure that after it's cooked, within two hours, it gets into the fridge. So, and, and you know, I like your example, a lot of times after the meal is over, or maybe you just have a really talkative get together. And so that yeah. two hours flies by, or you have a tradition right after the meal, you might not realize how long that food's been on the counter, but the sooner you can get that in the fridge or the freezer, the better. And so yeah, just keep that two hour window in mind. If it's out for longer than two hours, it's, it, the best thing to do is actually throw it away and nobody wants to do that. Right. So, <laughs> put it in the fridge. But when, once it's in the fridge, you just want to make sure it's in an airtight container with a, so, you know, a tight lid or covering. And then um, if it's in the fridge, it's good for about three to four days. After that four days, uh, it's not, it, you probably just want to get rid of it. So for Thanksgiving, that would be like, Monday would be your last day. So if you aren't, if you got enough food that you don't think you'll be able to finish it by then, you can just put it in the freezer. In the freezer, it'll pretty much stay food safe indefinitely, but the quality really starts to go down after about three to four months. So gotcha. But when it yeah, comes to gonna... oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna say that was gonna be my next question of like, what's a good time? Because I know it stays longer in the freezer, but like, what would be a good kind of ballpark time of that it's allowed in the freezer? So it's about three to four months. That's that's still a pretty yeah. long time. So if you, if you yeah. wanna. February Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. or Christmas you just reheat Thanksgiving you know oh yeah absolutely <laughs> right it's easy um and there's actually so there's a an app you can download for free and it's called food keeper or let me double check that that's what it's called yes yeah, called food keeper okay and it's created by the USDA you can also just go to the food keeper app website and it's all the same information but it's really helpful because you know, how long a turkey versus how long mashed potatoes or stuffing stays good in the refrigerator, those can change. And so that Food Keeper app, it, it's a good way to check like, all right, when should I eat this certain thing by before it's just not good anymore. So I'll, I'll throw a little plug in for that app. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds great. And I'm, I'm guessing it's free too. So. Yes, it is. Very cool. We love good free resources around yeah. here. <laughs> it's a good one. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Hannah, do you, I think you kind of like led us through, I think the sequence of events from, you know, starting out prepping the food to cooking it, to storing it, to maybe reheating it, um, which in itself is a bit of recooking it. Um, yeah. So what, any other kind of thoughts or anything you have before we kind of wrap up this entire four-part series? Well, just one more thing about reheating. Um, when you do try to eat those leftovers, temperature is still something to keep in mind. So just with any of those leftovers, make sure to reheat them to 165. And then after, they, after they've reached that 165, you can actually put them back in the fridge or freezer. And so Keep that 165 temperature in mind for those leftovers and you should be good. But I think, you know, I think, yeah, I think that's a good uh, full circle view of what food safety should look like. 
Very cool. Very cool. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for, for joining us over the past couple of weeks. I know I've definitely kind of learned um, some things that I can kind of take into my holiday season practices as well when it comes to just food and, and cooking and, you know, food safety, all the things that we talked about. So thank you so much for your time, Hannah. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I've had a lot of fun too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will also plug on our social media pages, facebook.com backslash better living for Texans. Or if you want to check us out on Twitter or Instagram at better Texans, um, we will go ahead and plug that, that link for that app. Um, from the USDA, the Food Keeper app. Again, it's free. Um, and if you have any questions or you want to contact us, um, we do have a, like a community email address at blt at ag, so ag.tamu.edu. And we would be more than happy to kind of correspond, chat with you if you have any questions or need recipes. We, li- we got everything. We have everything that anyone would need, especially when it comes to prepping um, for the holiday season and um, for just like a healthy, healthy lifestyle. So Hannah, again, thank you so much. And uh, we will, we'll catch you in December. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Emily. The USDA is an equal opportunity provider and employer. This material was funded by the USDA's Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP.